This episode of Okie Podcast is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. If you've not been to Southwest Trading Company, please go do that right now or after this podcast. But the location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southwest Trading Company has so many items from so many different artists like jewelry, art, blankets, cedar boxes, clothing, collectibles. You name it, they got it. So why not shop at Southwest Trading Company? Go like the Facebook page, follow the Facebook page. To keep up with all new events coming out the store and items. And once again, that location is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out and let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. Welcome back to Okie Podcast. And on this episode, I have the owner of Allen Wonderland, Alyssa Henson Brackets. Nice to be here. Thank you, Okie Podcast. Fashion designer. <laughs> My name is Russell. No. I'm going to call you Okie. <laughs> I'm going to call last, you. Last name podcast. <laughs> no, <I'm playing. laughs> <laughs> so what's going on uh, how you doing a lot <laughs> yeah yeah i just got back from denver that was probably the funnest trip when, ever when did you get back uh we got back last we got back on sunday hmm. like at 4 a.m <laughs> and it was this week i've been just resting trying mm-hmm. to rest but did you drive there, fly there? We drove there. I've never flown. I'm scared. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever fly. <laughs> no. I know. I'm like, even if I ever got invited to France. To just drive? To just Hit drive there. submarine? <laughs> I'll just go on and do Alaska. Probably go through Russia. No. <laughs> the shortest, like, boat ride. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure out when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> but we ain't flying <laughs> No matter what <laughs> Might take me three weeks to get there But not flying <laughs> But I'm not flying no matter what <laughs> About two months right there Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah I'm pretty I gotta fly in June I'm hosting this comedy show in Vegas And I haven't flown since um Like 2004 Mm. Because I went to go stay with my brother in uh, San Diego. <clears throat> and I lived with him for maybe like three months for a summer. Mm-hmm. And anyways, we drove to California. And I thought we were going to drive back. But he was like, you can't drive back. I got 
got stuff to do and you got you got you got school in like yeah. the next week. So I was like, All right, so what are we gonna do? He's like, You're gonna fly and I was like, Man, I've never flown before. He's like, It's fun. I was like I was kinda afraid, but then I was like, uh, I don't know, I guess we'll find out and I remember like I wasn't like too afraid, I guess. I just remember somebody saying like chew gum so your ears don't pop. Yeah. That, that and that's what that's what I did. I that's the only thing I did. I was just chewing gum and then like we took off and I thought it was gonna be like super fast. Like because so, some people were like, Oh, it's like a roller coaster. E. It's so fast and like you can't like and I'm like, Well, you know, I don't really like little roller coasters, so I guess we'll see. But it was just like Oh my gosh. And it wasn't like a roller coaster or anything. It was just like it was just like well controlled and everything. You just went up. You didn't even know you're up. And then you just I we flew to Denver, and it was a pretty nice plane. Then like when we got to Denver, I was like oh, I was like I was like well, that wasn't too bad. I said it's actually kind of fun. Then we got to Denver and then it was a smaller plane, and I was like oh shit. And uh, I remember I was I got my I got to my seat and this big old dude because I was probably like two sixty back then. This big old dude came. And I was like, I, he's probably going to sit by me. I was like, I bet he's going to sit by me. And then, um, sure enough, man, this big old fucking 400, 500-pound dude was, like, walking through the aisle, and he looked at his ticket, and he sat right by me, and I was like, oh. I was like, well, at least I got the window. <laughs> so I was all scrunched up. I was trying not to be rude or anything. And then he was just like, <sighs> like, he was all breathing hard. Oh, and I was like, I was like, well, this ain't too bad. This is a smaller plane. But it was cool because, like, on that one, we, we were coming in to Tulsa, and we're, like, almost here. And then the uh, the pilot was like, he's like, um, I'm going to have to go around this storm. He's like, because I'm not going to go through it. He's like, I'm going to go around it. And so it was cool to see, like, this giant thunder cloud, this thunderstorm happening. Uh where we were headed and it was like this giant cloud and there was, you could see the lightning and it was just changing colors and we were like going around it oh and i was gosh. just like looking out the window and i was like whoa i was like that's fucking crazy and it was crazy because like once you get in oklahoma you start seeing like all the land like oh, farmlands yeah. and stuff <laughs> like that's cool yeah and so i remember like we flew around it and we hit like a little bit of turbulence and the, the plane was shaking and then like I kind of freaked out, but he was like, we're okay. Like, he was talking to everybody on the intercom. He's like, we're all right. We flew around it. Then we got to, we got here to Tulsa, landed, and my dad picked me up. And then, uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Like, so I would say if you get the chance, you should fly. Oh it's gosh. quicker. It's, uh, but I mean, like, I don't know how it is now, like, with all this COVID stuff and, yeah. like, I don't know. And then everything's like up in price too. Mm -hmm. So like, and I know a lot of places, like you know a lot of events too, like they'll either pay for your room and board and you got to pay for your own ticket or something. Yeah. So, so I don't know how much like, or how much more expensive like flying would be. Yeah. I feel like I've watched a lot of, uh, YouTube, um, like, um, flight tutorials, like how you really, you know, catch, you know, catch, you know, I guess you're, I don't know anything about it. I'm so illiterate with it. Like your gate or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like 
I guess it's supposed to ease your flight anxiety. So I've watched so many people fly to like New Zealand, mm-hmm. like the longest flights. And I would just watch it on, you know, YouTube, hoping to prepare myself because I'm like one day somebody's going to want to fly me out. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to say, send me gas money. because <laughs> like, I will drive. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just so scared because it's crazy. My mom is like the probably such a like professional flyer. She's been flying around since I was little. Mm-hmm. She's such a businesswoman. And so she's always telling me tips and tricks, but I'm like, I'm never going to do it anyways. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to stay on the ground regardless. <laughs> I'm just going to chill here. <laughs> just drive. You know, even to, even to New York City, we're going to drive. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just take the gas money. I'm good. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, when you're watching YouTube, like if something happens and you have to take over. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like that's the only way that I would feel safe is if I can control it. <laughs> I'll just go to flight school. <laughs> and I forgot who said uh, one of the celebrities one time said that, or it was um, Steve Harvey. I think he said that he was so scared of flights that he took flight school instead. And I was like, I'm gonna do that. Oh wow, really? <laughs> yeah. He uh, was talking about how he was so, so scared to fly. I believe it's him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he instead went and took uh, flight school, like got certified and everything. And I was like, I'm going to do that. Hmm. So hopefully I want to do that within the next year or two. Because I probably will have to fly at some mm-hmm. point. But I'm scared. I might have to do that. Yeah. Before June. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just fly yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of the same way, too. Like, I'm kind of scared. I, like, the th- the thing that scares me the most is, like, not necessarily, like, taking off and stuff. But I hear, like, that's where, like, the most problems can happen, like, taking off or whatever. But it's for me, it's, like, being up in the air that high when mm-hmm. you're flying. And then, like, you don't have, like, I mean, you don't have control. You don't have control over anything anyways, yeah. like. But it's, like, so freaky to think about, like, you're all the way up in the air flying. And then, like, oh you're gosh. just kind of, like, in this thing taking you from yeah. <laughs> here to here or here to there or whatever. And yeah. it's, like, to, to sit and think about it, like, that freaks me out. Like, the more I, because you were just talking about, like, watching videos of, like, people going to Australia and stuff. And it's, like, damn, that's a long time to be in that plane in the air. Yeah in the flight for like was it like 12 or 15 hours it's like i think yeah i think one of them was like 17 hours and that was from la i believe damn but, <laughs> it's it's even anxiety inducing but you know where i'm like trying to just accept that i'm probably gonna fly one day because mm-hmm. if i ever get you know invited to paris fashion week how just drive there you know yeah i can't do that i can't be behind the wheel <laughs> at that point i just gotta give the control to somebody else just take that boat i know <laughs> I will. I was like, boat. and i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> i want to drive it myself though <laughs> i'm just scared to let go <laughs> i'm just like i and then i'm scared <laughs> i'm like dang i'm scared of everything <laughs> i don't want to go on no cruise <laughs> It's just my ancestors keeping me here. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> yeah, cruise like that freaks me out too. Yeah. Like being out in the ocean and stuff mm-hmm. on this giant ship. Uh, movies like it's like 
giant monsters. Yeah. Like the Krakens out yeah. there or something. Or like, I don't know, like, I get seasick. I'm sure I get seasick because I get car sick kind of easy. Oh, yeah. So, like, I can only imagine, like, being on a boat. And it just like constantly be so miserable. Yeah, just be the miserable. Oh my gosh! I'd be like, "Where's the cracking at, man?" Where's the cracking? Shoot, <laughs> rather I'm that. Boat, I'm seasick. I almost said boat sick. <laughs> Same thing. Seasick. <laughs> no, yeah, I kind of. Uh, I think. See, my husband wants to go on a cruise so bad, mm-hmm. but I'm like holding him back from life. <laughs> like, I'm sorry you married me. <laughs> Like you're gonna experience anything, I'll just wait for you at the dock. Like, <laughs> go ahead, live your best life. I'll, I'll meet you over there. <laughs> drive over there. I'll drive over there. I'll drive back. I'll drive over there. I'll drive back. <laughs> That's what I told him for when we go to New York too. I was like, um, because I was like, okay, we're gonna like pay for some of the people's travel up there, and I was like, I'll drive, and he's like, well, I want to fly. I was like, I'll just, I'll see you up there. <laughs> You can probably would. I don't want to. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty scary, though. I don't know why I'm scared of everything, I guess. <laughs> be like a, what is it? well, obviously you're going to get there earlier than me, so you might as well check in. You might as well <laughs> get everything done <laughs> while I'm driving there. Can you go to Walgreens for me, too? <laughs> go to Hobby Lobby. Find the nearest Walmart, please. Just do McDonald's before we get there. <laughs> be scared just driving (laughs) just me that sacrifice (laughs) i was like it was so funny because i was talking to my team and i was like um you guys can fly i gotta take cargo so i gotta drive (laughs) and i was like not what to say i'm actually scared guys (laughs) so i'm not gonna be that person What about a train? Would you ride a train? I actually would. Yeah. I want to. Um, but those things are expensive. Are they? Yeah. Well, like we were going to, dr- like when we went to Denver the first time, we looked up a train and it was like, it was like $1,000 there or something. Damn. It was just that Amtrak. I don't know if it's just like the time of the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to ride a train though. So I'd be really excited about that. But other than that, we're driving. <laughs> <laughs> So, bottom line. Is there a train to Paris? <laughs> I think it's like a control thing, though. Because I feel like I feel like it's a control thing sometimes. Because I'm like, am I just scared to let go? You know, <laughs> is this a mental thing? Maybe. <laughs> Definitely a mental thing. <laughs> but I always see it like flying. I always see it as like um kind of like a luxury experience i always like the idea and the aesthetic of flying like i'm just gonna catch a flight <laughs> i'm like that's so cool though i wish i could be one of those people <laughs> i like the idea of it <laughs> i know like i see like a lot of my friends like flying here flying there and it's like so easy right yeah and still like i'm like half and half like i said like i'm afraid of it but i'm not because i do have experience with it but the more I think about it, it just freaks me out. Yeah. And like, I but I see like, oh, it's nothing, you know. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm, or like, or like the other thing is like staying in the airport like all night, all day oh, yeah. because your flight's delayed or something. 
that would yeah. that would make me mad. Like it's so exciting it's like, though. Ugh. It's like the idea of it. I picked my mom up in airports like uh-huh. all my life. Like as soon as I could drive, she was like, "Come pick me up. You're gonna miss a day of school. You gotta pick me up." You know. <laughs> so she would let me out of school just to go pick her up from the airport, and I'd just be waiting, you know, forever. And I was like, "This is such a cool like idea." <laughs> you know, I'd be like sitting there with like Starbucks. <laughs> And then uh, I'd be sitting there. Sometimes I go get her luggage for her, so I'd really be standing there, you know, like with my Starbucks and her <laughs> luggage, <laughs> just really feeling cute. <laughs> so catching no flights though. <laughs> the sign. Just driving. <laughs> Sticking to driving. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Scared. <laughs> so you'll be going to New York then? So no, I actually did get invited to go to New York Fashion Week. Uh-huh. So this is my first announcement going to it. So my people better be listening because <laughs> I'm not gonna announce <laughs> it again. <laughs> not until like July. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about it. So mm-hmm. um but yeah, I get to take um my own models um instead of doing like a casting up there so i'm taking my own models which is you know naturally going to be like my friends because mm-hmm. they all model and then i get to take two hair two makeup and two assistants so i'm really excited about that that's gonna be my first time in new york probably as other fashion designers have always wanted to so mm-hmm. definitely nervous though and that's in september yeah that's in September, um, right after Turkey Holiday. So we're going to like bust our buns on Turkey Holiday to like raise money at our booth before mm-hmm. we go. So we're going to like leave out that Monday right after. Really? Yeah. So. Damn. I know. I'm nervous because I feel like I feel like I set really st- like high standards for myself. Mm-hmm. So I really am nervous for my own standards. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it'll be fun. I think it'll be really fun. We do good. Yeah. I'm sure you'll do good. Yeah. I feel like I have to outdo myself every single time. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just kind of feel like, because I have a NWA Fashion Week in June. So right after that, I'll be just hopping directly for New York Fashion Week. And, you know, I just got to like, every single time, I just kind of, the bar gets higher for myself. That's mm. for myself, though. So. What's so, NWA? NWA is Northwest Arkansas Fashion Week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they actually have a big um, art and fashion community. A lot of people don't know that. So they're actually uh, connected with the CFDA, which is Council of Fashion Designers of America, and that's who actually throws New York Fashion Week Mm -hmm. and LA Fashion Week. And so they kind of came in uh, partnership with uh, NWA because it's like right in the center. So they kind of, you know, have a lot to do with their stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that's actually where I started my uh, fashion career is at NWA Fashion Week. Um, really? Yeah. They're actually called Interform, and it's basically a fashion association. And they do all kinds of stuff, too. It's, um, you know, kind of like because, you know, Walmart is in Bentonville, so they have a lot of traffic and a lot of business that way. Mm. So um, it's pretty cool, though. I really they really walk me into where I'm at. Mm hmm. So, because I was an intern there first. Really? Yeah, or at um, or at um, Fashion Week for a designer. That's where I started. When was that? That was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yep. Sorry, I got all this drainage right now. <laughs> On the way, I was like, I was like, this is like the worst time. <laughs> 
I was like driving. I was like, I was like, dang, my allergies are kicking. It's like right now. So I was like, jeez. And he was like, you're gonna be like coughing everywhere. I was like, no, I'm not. It's like they're gonna think I have COVID. So. All right, good. Get a got tester. No, no. We're gonna do a test right here, guys. Just bring it out. That nose swab. The no- as we speak. <laughs> Hold still. <laughs> Hold still. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I was nervous about that, too. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to come. And I was like, I got all this stuff going on. So they're going to I said, I'm speaking in that mic. Too. I said, that COVID mic. Just, just change this little funny thing after you're just done. Throw it away. Just throw it away. <laughs> just get new one. Just get on Amazon. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <sighs> well, I mean, like okay. fucking allergies though, because it's been so fucking hot and then cold, oh and it's so I stupid. I know that's yeah. super annoying, but yeah. <laughs> but anyways, about NWA. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they kind of walked me into it, or they did walk me into it because I was an intern for one of the fashion designers that uh, was showing there, and like from there, just kind of rolled into another thing, made connections, and then um, and then uh, I actually got rejected a few times before I got chosen as a designer to show like myself. Mm-hmm. Because that designer that kind of walked me into it, she encouraged me to audition as a designer and got rejected <laughs> a couple times. And then, but that's what it is. You got to get rejected a couple times. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, it was good stuff. Everything kind of rolled from there. Now you said you're, are you from Norman? You told me that earlier. Uh, no, you, I'm actually from Tahlequah. Oh, you're from Tahlequah. Yeah. And then you moved to Norman. Mm-hmm. And then you moved back to Tahlequah. Mm-hmm. And so like... <clears throat> Were you, like, always, like, interested in, like, fashion? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always tell people that um, I've been interested in fashion for 31 years or however long I've been alive because I genuinely feel like I was born for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a child, I didn't ask for toys. I asked for a yard of fabric. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So um, we always went to the fabric stores and all that, and I always got... You know, a yard of fabric, didn't cut it until I knew exactly what I was going to do with it. Um, both of my grandmas, they uh, were quilters, so they had all the fun sewing gadgets and mm. kind of walked me into it. And then just kind of as I got old or as I would like through my childhood, I made a, a lot of clothes like for little mini fashion shows we did. Um you know, a lot of designers made clothes for their dolls, but I made clothes for my friends, mm-hmm. but I couldn't sew with sewing machine yet, so I hot glue gunned them onto them. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't take them off all day until they cut them off. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I burned a couple of my friends a couple of times. <laughs> so, yeah, like, because um, I could hand sew, but, like, I couldn't make the clothes and put them on them. So um, I would just kind of sneak my mom's hot glue gun and glue them like onto my fr- not onto their skin. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait. Let me say that again. Glue it on them. Yeah. Glue it on their existing clothes. 
<laughs> I did to their waistbands too. Like they'd be wearing like they'd be wearing like basketball shorts, and I'd like glue a skirt to their waistband, and they, their parents would be so mad at me. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, they had to like cut them off. They couldn't wear them again, so it was for like our backyard concerts and stuff. Mm. I was like the little stylist, so it was good stuff. Dang. Yeah, so I was deep in that thing <laughs> from a young age. <laughs> Knew exactly what I wanted to be. So, but that's yeah. dope. Yeah, so I forgot about it for a while just because, you know, I actually got a lot of pushback like growing up because people will say that was pretty unattainable. You know, um, a career in the arts. You know, as you know, as our generation was younger, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense. So. um you know, the this day and age in social media, you can be an artist wherever you are and make a career out of it. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of why I forgot it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of made my own clothes and all that. But other than that, I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. You have to live in the city to do it. Mm-hmm. But I did it regardless. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's tough to hear, like, that pushback. I guess it seems, like, unattainable, like you said, like, to a point where of, like, what you see on TV, right? Like you, if you want to be an actor, mm-hmm. like you say like, oh, I want to do that. But I don't know, like maybe it's because like some people, they didn't know how to do that. Yeah. Right. Like they just never like, they see it on TV, but they don't know like the proper steps into maybe heading that way. Yeah. Because I wanted to be like a, I want to make music. Like I want to mm-hmm. make beats, like hip hop beats. And I wanted to do that so bad. And, it was always like, I like my my dad was always like, that's not, that's gonna that's not gonna pay rent like that's not gonna pay for anything like yeah. that that's not a four hundred one k like that's not a retirement like that's not like all this stuff adding up as you're an adult right yeah like you need a a, a job to do this like or to live I mean not to like do that but you need a job to live you need a job to save for retirement you need a job to pay for health insurance and all this stuff and you need a good job and then work that and then like retire at an old age Mm -hmm. or however long you go for that job right like that was like that was always like my like i like idea of life but i always knew there was more than that i didn't know how there was like how or how i could even get to that point but i knew there was more to just working sleeping and doing it all over again yeah i knew there was more to it but no i i'm from pawnee so like it was a small town with like no internet Mm. i mean like people had internet but where i lived we didn't have internet yeah like we were broke or whatever but like um we just had dial-up internet and it never worked oh yeah (laughs) but oh yeah and then like you know i never i was always afraid to ask people like certain questions too like I don't know about anything. I was just like a shy kid. And then like, but to actually leave the state and kind of see like where other people, how they live and how they do it. And then like, like slowly like watching your friends do this stuff that you thought was impossible. Then it's like, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's kind of hard to like grasp. Cause like, honestly, I'm still trying to like figure it out. Cause it's yeah. like, I, I try to tell people, like, just find something you do, find something you like to do, and do it. Yeah. Do it, and then, you know, if it fills your life with joy, then keep doing it. Like, yeah. don't don't worry about what people say about 
like, oh, that ain't shit. Like, oh, that ain't nothing. Like, you know, like, just do it, you know, because you're always going to get backlash. You're always going to have these haters or whatever. And it's just like, do it because you want to do it. Yeah. And then, like, get better at whatever it is you're trying to do. Because, of course, you're not going to be good at it the first time you do it. Yeah. And then just keep doing it and applying, like, everything that you learned from the previous to the next thing you're doing. And then, like, just continue to grow and keep growing and trying to build some type of foundation. And then, like, you'll be surprised where you're at in a year. Yeah. Right? Like, you'll be surprised where you're at and... And that's, like, whatever, like, you decide to do, like, that's what art is, I think. Like, a creative, like, life, I guess. Like, you don't really know where it's going to take you. Like, you're just doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just, like, like, I'm just, like, sitting, like, I just had an idea and I'm doing it. Or, like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to start drawing and practice drawing. And then one day somebody will be like, oh, that's that's hella dope. How much you want for that? Or something that's like, what? I'm just doodling like like, and then it's like oh i can actually like i guess i can make a living out of this yeah right so i mean that's like that's why i like when when i was younger i wish like i wish i would have known something like that but then again you just have to learn you just have to go through life like learning all this stuff yeah and then just like keep like applying everything that you learn finally like just getting over vulnerability or something yeah right like you just have to i don't know it's yeah. just it's a it's a crazy journey <laughs> it is <laughs> to like say the least. It, it is it's, a, it's such a crazy journey to be on and then it's like you made me think of that when i was a kid too because i had these big dreams man but it was just always like oh well it ain't gonna work <laughs> exactly <laughs> they ain't gonna do nothing with that <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be in a city to do that. That's what I got a lot. Really? Yeah. You gotta be um, in a city. And then when you said the pushback, oh my gosh, the pushback that I got, you know, and I'm like, I know that if my parents knew that what I could achieve now, they would have probably supported me more mm-hmm. back then. But, you know, at the same time, we do have to give them credit for that's what they know to get out of their lifestyle is mm-hmm. to work really hard. And um, I think our generation has been very artistic um you know and followed that dream and went through with it um but i had so much pushback um that's actually why i'm naming one of my upcoming collections just hear me out Mm -hmm. because i felt like i begged for people to understand me all of my life Mm -hmm. um i begged for them to understand not only the clothes part but like the drive that i had for it um always had that artistic mind so I just generally felt like people don't understand me that's just the mind of an artist you know you always feel like somebody's not going to understand you and so I remember just begging for like you know my you know family or friends and they were just kind of like it was all about playing ball you know because we all my me and my brothers were really athletic Mm -hmm. so um we played ball all of our lives and you know my parents they were really supportive in that my dad was like a really good coach Um, and so I played basketball. That was the sport that I loved. And I just, and I've talked to this about one of uh, a designer before when I was like, yeah, I would go to like all of these three on three tournaments and we would be really good. Like we'd win a lot of the stuff, but then I'd come home and like keep designing clothes. Like I'd be doing sketches and stuff at home. Like when I got, you know, home from ball games and stuff, because that's what I really wanted to be. That's what I really wanted to do. And I knew that at such an early age, I was already like 
complete in who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, there, there is a lot of pushback and you kind of have to fight through it in a way that's not, you know, like confrontational and not, doesn't seem like it's, um, like defending yourself too much, but instead just doing things to prove yourself over time to the people that, you know, didn't believe you. And like I said, they, I feel like they didn't, they didn't believe me out of not wanting to. It just seemed like a totally different world mm-hmm. than what we grew up in. So I totally get that. It was really frustrating as a kid. Yeah. But, you know, once you become an adult and you get set into actually, you know, putting that to action, that's when you start to feel a little bit more comfortable in yourself. Because even now, I still feel a little bit awkward when people ask me what I do for a living. I'm like, well, I'm a fashion designer. You know, I say mm-hmm. it under my breath because I'm like, you're not going to believe me. <laughs> you know, and like even my daughter, she is in second grade <laughs> It's uh, bless her heart. She's tried so hard to tell her friends, my mom's a fashion designer and they call her a liar. Like, <laughs> like she's, she's like, well, I don't tell them anymore. <laughs> she's like, I just lied to them, mom. I was like, well, what do you say? She's like, I said, you're a teacher. <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, whatever gives you peace at school. <laughs> so, but yeah. Like, just, <laughs> Work at Del Rancho. I know. <laughs> which i've been those things so i'm like okay whatever nice (laughs) so uh but yeah it's just it's trying to get that across and i feel like i'm finally in a place where people are starting to understand me a little bit more Mm -hmm. so it's a cool feeling yeah it's still like other like would you say worldly yeah like even now it's like there's a there's a different like lifestyle like that we live right like we're doing things like for our brand and we're constantly like networking and like connecting and like attending different like events or something to support Mm -hmm. other people still while doing the work of like that nobody sees like a fashion designer like you're you're constantly like making stuff you're sketching stuff like you're thinking of new ideas and nobody sees that like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more that goes into that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, like, there's way more that goes into, like, just being a fashion designer, you yeah. know? And, like, nobody sees that. Like, like everybody just thinks, like, oh, like, Russell just talks to people. And it's like, mm, kind of. like <laughs> That's, like, the surface that they see. <laughs> and that's, like, when I do photo shoots and runways, mm-hmm. and they see what goes on the runway or they see what comes up on their timeline or mm-hmm. whatever that's a surface you know what people hear from your side what people like hear you just talk to people Mm -hmm. that's such a surface thing because it's everything else below it Mm -hmm. that's like have you ever seen that meme where it's like an iceberg it's just like a little bit up here and then there's so much at the bottom yeah that's like that yeah that's kind of how i see it it's exactly how it is Mm -hmm. yeah especially being in you know in the arts it's like (laughs) that's like you better be ready to like die for what you're doing (laughs) man (laughs) the art community or the heart the art lifestyle sorry it will put you through the ringer oh yeah (laughs) and it will test you shoot man yep (sighs) there's been times where i've been tested and it's like what the hell am i even doing this for like you question like what you're doing yeah and like you don't i don't know you don't want to give up on yourself but then you kind of do yeah because you're not really getting, I guess, like, you feel like you're stuck or maybe you're not getting anywhere with what you're doing. Yeah. Even if it doesn't make sense. 
that too. That's how I felt like um, a couple of my collections haven't made sense. And it just like, it didn't hit how I wanted it to, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just, I would keep going, Um, you know, keep creating things um, because you're going to take from that what you're supposed to take from it, Mm -hmm. you know, and even if it's just, you know, picking up a, a skill or you learned what not, what not to do. I feel like that's just so valuable and it adds to your actual um, like artistic worth to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, even later on. Um, you know, I kind of felt like that too with uh, like mental health. <laughs> I always felt like I could um, create the craziest things sometimes when I'm going through something mm-hmm. or the coolest things or like my some of my best work has come from um, when I'm in like distress because I have nothing else to turn to except to my work table mm-hmm. when it's like, especially cause like at night, like I do a lot of my work at night, late, late at night. And because I have dealt with anxiety for most of my life. And that also comes with not thinking that I'm good enough, but it wasn't to anybody else. It was to me, you know, cause I had such high standards of myself, mm-hmm. you know, cause I felt like, okay, well, if I'm going to be a true artist of, you know, my generation, of my family or whatever, I really have a lot to prove. And, you know, I really just kind of put that on myself. But I feel like now it's kind of settling down because um, I've had to make a lot of peace within myself about not being good enough or whatever, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you keep going, you keep creating, you keep doing beautiful things. And most importantly, you make those relationships, you create relationships and friendships and networking. Um, now I'm learning such like the importance of the um, like creating all those bonds with all these people in the industry. So um, it's kind of leveling out now. I feel like I'm finally like satisfying like that hunger that I've had for a long time. But, you know, like they say, stay hungry, mm-hmm. keep going. So. But um, my art has definitely helped with my anxiety, even though it has brought a lot of my anxiety. It's, you know, it took some weathering for it to start to, you know, balance on the scales. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a balance, balancing act. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I talked about that with somebody. I can't remember who, but we're talking about balance, you know, balancing all these things that you have in your life. Like, right, like your art, you know, your family, um, bills, your job, you know, because some people work a day job too and they do other stuff on the side. So it's like just trying to find balance within all those things that you got going on and just not to get too overwhelmed. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard to do, you know, like it takes some time, it takes practice because at first it's like, damn, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, I think like a couple of years ago, it was September to like December. I was doing this podcast and I think I was doing like unsolved mysteries at a reservation. And I was, um, I had a day job, but it was like a part-time day job. And I was also doing like, my buddy asked me to do a uh, football commentating like every Friday. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. So I did that. And then I was helping Leah with uh, Oklahoma talent too. And so like, I think I was doing something else. So I was doing like six things all in that fucking fall time. And I was like constantly like just going from town to town and then just like doing like stuff. And then we'd still have to like make appearances sometimes at some events and stuff. And, and then it was just like, 
I mean, I didn't get overwhelmed, but it was like, damn, like I'm fucking tired. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm really like tired. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's what I wanted. You know, it's what I wanted to do, and it's like things that you know, I felt like I could do. You know, mm-hmm. and I guess it was more of like a, I guess a little challenge for myself. Like, you know, how much stuff could I actually do, I guess, or take on. Yeah. And then like, you know, just try to stay calm and just move. Like, just be, be who I'm supposed to be, I guess. And fuck, I just, you know, I got through it. And then like December came. Oh, and I was doing our Pawnee language classes. Oh, so I was cool. doing that too. Cool. I was recording our classes and I was uploading them and I was do- handling like social media and stuff. So I was doing all that. And, and then like when December hit, you know, I rested for maybe a couple of weeks and I just went back at it. Oh, I was wow. Like, not like the same stuff, but I just, I continued with the podcast and everything. And, but that stuff was on hold till next fall. So I was like, you know, when that time comes around, I'll be even more prepared because yeah. I was just like, I'm going here. I'm going yeah. there. I'm going to got gas. Just fucking driving everywhere just too. <laughs> Tires getting balled up. <laughs> just slick. <laughs> With the baloney skins. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those baloney, yeah. huh? Those red things. The red things. <laughs> just falling off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can definitely see where you're coming from when it's like there's so much to do mm-hmm. and you're excited to do it because each of those things is what you wanted to do. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, you can be an artist 24 hours a day, but you also come home and you're like, oh, yeah, I got bills. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I don't, and I don't forget that I have kids and a husband and a home life. But mm-hmm. it's just like you have to it almost seems like a different mindset two different things for me. Um and, you know, I could be stuck in my um, artist mindset all day and then have to make dinner, you know, or I have to put my kids to bed or mm. whatever, um, you know, and it is a balancing act for sure, um, because I don't want to use all of my energy for like, you know, appearances, runway shows, castings, workshops, whatever I do. I don't want to use all of it on that, you know, because I still have to come home, you know, and I still have to leave some energy and some, you know, passion for my family. So. It's definitely, <laughs> it's going to be, I feel like it's a lifelong balancing act, but it keeps you kind of fit, <laughs> mentally yeah. fit, you know, you, you have a lot of self-discovery yeah. in that, in that struggle. Um, so I feel like I've grown the most since I've definitely taken this, this push that I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I feel like it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, it, it's all worth it. I mean, it's just like. I don't know. For me, it's like just sitting down and thinking about it like, damn, you know, like it is a balancing act like mm-hmm. or, you know, like growing up, it was like, oh, damn, there, there was a lot of pushback because you don't really give a shit about it until you actually like hear it from somebody else. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that takes me back to that time or that takes me back to like trying to, you know, not get overwhelmed with a lot of stuff. And like, you know, yeah. like and like you said, like the iceberg, like nobody sees like. The actual like work underneath, they just see like oh, the surface man. of like, oh, you're over there and doing this, and you're over here like doing these cool things, you know. But they don't see like how you got to those places, yeah, and how much work you put in, yeah. From would you say 2017? Like, yeah, 2018 is when or I started really taking it serious. Yeah. See, like that was, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you said like right now, like you're you're seeing like 
all the things that you've put that work in to like how it's how how everything's happening yeah recently now to like i'm sure you're booked till the end of the year yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um it's definitely like the fruits of all the labor Mm -hmm. um definitely but you know it's actually seeing fruits in ways that i never thought that i would meaning with networking and connections Mm -hmm. i'm really appreciative of all the people that I'm involved with right now, um, they're good people, you know, and despite what I've, you know, been through for past experiences, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I gained a lot of friends from it. Um, and I gained a lot of people that believe in me, you know, and, um, most, and you know, most first and foremost, I can't talk <laughs> first and foremost, I really do appreciate, you know, like my family finally really truly believing me, mm-hmm. not that they never did, but it was, like I said, it was harder for them too because they came from that mindset of just working, mm-hmm. not paying attention to your creative side, you know, and that's all they knew, you know, so I don't ever blame them for that. Um, but now it feels good to, you know, show them like, Hey, this is, this was worth it. So mm-hmm. it's good. It's good stuff to live within right now. True. And then like you talk about like surrounding yourself with people, right? Like, mm-hmm. like good people. Like that's always like a good thing too. Oh yeah. It's always a a key component in like success. Like you want to surround yourself with the people that that are going to be real with you, yeah. right? Like they're going to be real with you. They're going to be like just like a really good friend and a very good like just like supporter of like what you do. And like it's always like I go back to that saying of like, you are who you hang around, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know, if you want to hang around, like, some awesome people, like, that's what I do. Like, I try to find people that are a lot smarter than me. Yeah. And I try to, like, take in as much as, like, they say and try to apply it in yeah. my own way. Try to, like, think about stuff and be like, you know, because I don't, I don't know everything. Like, I don't know, like, you know, how to... Because I I have some friends that have their own businesses and it's like, you know, we got to do this to run your business and you got to make sure you do all this and that. And it's like, okay, well, I would have just like not even done that and gone to prison. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, because my mom has like definitely said this the entire time. Like, well, of me growing up is you're a product of your environment. Yeah. And I. You know, I, for the most part, didn't really have a whole lot of um, self-worth growing up. I had a lot of self-esteem issues. So um, I wouldn't surround myself with the best people. And it was, you know, it wasn't like I thought negative of them. But I knew that I knew that wasn't my environment. I knew that that's not where I was supposed to be. So um, I feel like it took me a long time to gauge you know, where I really stand, where I should be. And, um, you know, I, I do hang out with a lot of people that are determined, that are driven and I'm comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you do got to hang out with people and be around people that are, I guess, better than you in some aspects. They have it more together than you, um, because you learn from them rather than being intimidated by them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you don't compare yourself to them. You learn from them because, you know, that they're obviously doing something that you see that you could be doing better. So I definitely appreciate that. I take from that, you know, I, I learn, you know, like you said, so it's, it's, you know, I think that we're definitely more influenced by our peers and our surroundings than we like to believe. And especially as artists, um, 
artists can sometimes be a little bit like I'm on my own lane type of thing, but you don't realize how important it is, the people around you, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm definitely, you know, trying to share more of myself. So I'm usually a private, super private person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so You know, um, you brought up a good point about like hanging out people that are smarter than you, mm-hmm. better than you. Oh, I said smarter, but you said better than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that like hard for you to do? Like, yes. did you kind of have like a, for me, it was, I didn't think about it until like somebody said something like, uh, like, what are you going to, like, what are you going to say to them? Cause I had Riker on my first episode oh, yeah. and I know like the things he's done, like with stunt, stunt stuff and movie stuff. And, you know, I was just going to talk to him and like ask him some stuff. But then somebody said like, what are you going to ask him? You don't want to waste his time. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I haven't really done anything. Yeah. Like, I don't have anything to, like, put into what, you know, he's probably going to talk about. Like, yeah. I don't know anything about movies, like, being in movies and stuff. And I don't know, like, the journey of that. And I was like, oh, damn. I almost canceled. Yeah. <laughs> almost like. Oh, yeah. Because I got afraid of, like. Like, cause that thought of, thought of like, you know, like he knows, you know, he knows a lot about this and like, yeah, like he has like his shit in order, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, he's, he's actually working towards this like goal of like being in movies an actor and stuff like that. And I'm like, I, and I used to work at a casino like <laughs> and it, like, it yeah. kind of freaked me out. And I was like, I don't know, but I just had to do it. Like I didn't yeah. cancel or anything. I was just like, well, you know what? Like we're just going to go where it goes. And it was cool. Yeah. Like he was so cool. Like he was like, we, we just talk like we knew each other. I'd never met him before. He came over and like, oh, we just, cool. we just chatted and hung out and like, he was cool. Yeah. And so like that kind of like got rid of like my fears of like people like, you know, doing better stuff than I was and like just, but I mean, that's what comes with it too. Like, like you said, like, you're just like finding these people that, you know, you can learn from and everything and, you know, they are better at what they do. So, you know, yeah, and they're going to like obviously teach you stuff too. So yeah. like, what was your fear about that? My fear was I wasn't going to be worthy. I was going to be like Wayne's world. We're not worthy. Mm. You know, I was like, man, <laughs> you really got it together because, you know, in my, you know, my mind, I was really just kind of behind on a lot of things. I felt like I was at a disadvantage, especially going into a mainstream with inner form fashion. Um, these are people that know exactly what they're doing. They're professionals. A lot of them went to fashion school and I'm just like self-taught, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know how to, you know, I know how to compose myself. My mom has taught me from a young age, how to compose yourself, how to be professional, things like that. She taught us that, um, But I had to tell myself, like, hey, do not compare yourself to them no matter what. Everybody came from a different background. Um, You came from a very humble background. I had to keep reminding myself that. You came from a very humble but rich background. Um, You know, because I grew up basically with my grandma. um, And she lives, I don't know if you've ever heard of Chewy, Chewy, Oklahoma. Mm -mm. Oh, it's like way down there. Really? (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's like about 30 miles north of Tahlequah. And it's just like small native community. Whoa. Yeah. So that's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, barefoot on the river. Like that's where, you know, all my cousins are. And I kind of thought, well, who am I to hang out with these people, you know, to go and uh, hang out and 
think that I can be up there with them, but I had to, I had to get over that hurdle because I was like, okay, I deserve to be here too, because I have this passion for fashion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we met, you know, that's where we leveled out. I found a common ground with them. Um, that's what helped me to kind of get over my intimidation because all these, all these people, first of all, they all like looked great, dressed great, everything like that. And around the time that I was doing my interning, I was not in the best financial space. Um, and this was just, this was unpaid internship, but I felt like it was worth the investment. Well, now I know that it wasn't worth the investment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to just like get over that. And I had to know that not everybody else was comparing themselves to me. They didn't look down on me or anything because these were like good people that genuinely wanted to show me and teach me the things that I missed out in school. Um, but yeah, I think that finding a common ground with these people and knowing that they're probably not judging me as hard as I'm judging me. Mm. So um, they liked me for who I was. And like I said, we found that common, you know, passion for fashion. And I know that's corny, but that's genuinely what it is. You yeah. know, we had great conversation about, you know, like garments and certain designers and, you know, the history of fashion, things like that. Um, we found it that we had some of the best conversations and I was like, this is my place. This is where I need to be. I need to be around these kind of people. So it was, it was really cool to learn from them. Mm -hmm. That's fact. So like judging yourself, Mm -hmm. that's what the fuck I, I always do that. Yeah. I always did that. And it was like, I thought the same thing. Like I ain't done nothing. Like, like what do I have to like, why would I, I like again, questioning yourself, like why would you conversate with people that, I heard doing like amazing stuff mm-hmm. but it like when you when once you start hearing like their backstory of like how they started like what got them into it and like why they do it and it's like you know oh, you know it's like the same thing like just yeah. a dream right like it's something cool that they wanted to try and do and they just fell in love with it yeah yeah they um they don't all come from privileged you know places Mm -hmm. um but they worked really hard to get where they are Mm -hmm. and i saw that and i think that's where i got most of my drive and my vision of how the fashion industry is supposed to be because they were some of the most hardworking people i ever seen but with the kindest hearts you know i was like okay like it took the it took the stereotypical um you know, fashion industry, like attitude away from it. You know, you think, you know, when people look at the fashion industry, when they look at that, they think of, you know, like the snooty, you know, type of people that don't want anything to do with, you know, people that are lower than them. But when I came across these people that truly related to me, I was like, this is how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I'm taking from that and trying to bring it to Indian country Um, because we're going to be doing workshops um, for designers and models um, the next few months. And it's going to be in Tulsa, Tahlequah, and Norman. And I'm basically taking, trying to take that environment and bringing it here mm-hmm. and bringing and teaching them and showing them, you know, exactly where we need to go with this rising native fashion industry. So, but yeah. One of those. Um, so the first one is April 23rd in Tahlequah, but everything has yet to be posted cause we're still securing venues. Mm. Um, but the Tahlequah one is for sure on April 23rd, but we'll have that posted on our page. 
Um, the main page that we post everything is called Oklahoma Indigenous Arts in Fashion Collective. And it's basically kind of centered around all of the activities that we do as a group. So me and my team. Oh. Yeah. So we'll be posting posters on that. But yeah, you know, it's hanging out with those people that are, you know, like I said, quote unquote, better than us. They're not better than you. They might have more. Some people might have more drive, more mm-hmm. organization, you know, take from that and, you know, hopefully bring it, bring it to Indian country. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I have to look at it. Look at it like that because, yeah, I'm not saying like, oh, like you're just better than you. I mean, like, yeah, what we mean was like, you know, yeah. they did the work, yeah. you know, to get where where you probably want to go to. Mm-hmm. And that's where like you got to look at it like that. Yeah. And like you said, like it's a lot of hard work that they had to do to fucking get there. Yeah. 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 I think it's uh, it's definitely something that we can learn from. You know, we can we can be up there too. We can have representation out there. Oh yeah. Um, but we definitely have to um, learn the the backside of it. We can't just jump in and think that we know everything. I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when I'm talking about people being better than you, is the reality of it in the art community. There's always going to be somebody who's better than you, and that's the reality of it. But it's mm-hmm. not like as a person, you can learn from each other. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where I lean towards that. Um, I love learning from people, you know, I love when people, I have something to give to them, you know? And so it's just kind of an exchange, but, um, I definitely think that we could be a really good community. It's, it's going up right now. So Mm -hmm. I'm super excited. What go, like what happens in the workshops? So for the model workshop, we first kind of talk about what to expect in the industry. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about, um, you know, how to market yourself because as a model, you, it's up to you. And as a designer, it's also up to you completely. But the models, uh, we teach them how to walk and how to, um, pose different things like that. Um, just kind of coming from a general perspective. And I always tell them that designers, sometimes designers will want something totally different. Um, in the designer workshop, and that's going to be pretty new, actually, I'm taking everything that I've learned in the Interform Fashion Association and um, basically the business of being a designer. Um, you have to do your own marketing most of the time. You have to, um, you know, basically promote yourself, um, you know, just the right way to put like collections together, um, the right way to um, put like your bio and headshot, things like that, really basic things that we're covering, but a lot of designers don't know because they don't even know how to get involved at all. Um, what to expect from auditions, what to expect when you go for a fashion week or a fashion show, things like that. Um, I know there's so many aspiring designers and models out there that we don't realize they're kind of just hidden, but we've had so many people, um, contact us for this stuff. So we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll do it. You know, it's high demand for it. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. Damn. Is there a age limit on that? Uh, we're doing 16 and up. Okay. Yeah. 16 is kind of the age that parents truly start taking into consideration what their kids want to mm-hmm. lean to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. Uh, will you be teaching how to sew? Um, we're actually going to do sewing classes separate, probably oh, just okay. later on in the summer. Um, but these are just kind of people who know how to sew, who already have a small brand or who are looking to create a brand. But it's kind of like um, like the advanced like sewists, basically. Oh, okay. The ones who really want to, are serious about doing a 
you know, collection and stuff. Dang. And that's April? Uh, April 23rd is the 23rd. first one in uh, Tahlequah. Tahlequah. Okay. Yeah. And so, and we'll have it posted on the, the Facebook page. And then you're trying to do Tulsa and somewhere else? At Tulsa and Norman. Norman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. Say, I almost said New Mexico. I was like, "That's not right." <laughs> <laughs> Fly over it. No. <laughs> no, we're driving. <laughs> we're driving to New Mexico. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're so excited. I have a lot of friends that are going to be helping me. That's kind of advanced into the. Um, they're pretty seasoned models, mm-hmm. and then I have another designer, um, which uh, we have to make that announcement eventually. But she's going to be helping me out. So we're really excited, though. Dang. Yeah, to give some information out. I feel like, you know, native fashion is on the rise. We need to, let's add some professionalism. Like, let's let's do us justice. If we're going to go out, let's do it right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and I'm not saying I know everything, but I think I know some. <laughs> yeah. So. How's all that make you feel, like, the rise in, like, native fashion? I think it's cool. I think it's something I never would have thought I would see in my life mm-hmm. like that's probably such a cool representation of us because i'm like natives are some of the best artists like ever you know even the ones that are just like tucked away at home just drawing or just making things i'm like natives can do stuff mm-hmm. like indigenous people in general are really good artists we need to get out there and show them the real you know real stuff yeah did you yeah. see that? Uh, is it Kate Spade? Oh, the ribbons. <laughs> Did you see oh that? Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I'm like, and I was like, okay. I know that sometimes we. I don't know. I heard about the post before I even seen it because, mm-hmm. like, my aunt was asking me, my mom was asking me, and I'm like, I don't even want to see it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, let me just go on there, and I was the biggest eye roll I could ever do. I was like, man. <laughs> Nope, nope. <laughs> we gotta get out there. We gotta hurry. We gotta Shoot, <laughs> I know. Dang. <laughs> I was like, we better get out there. Let's, let's kind of kick it, <laughs> kick it high gear. The designers gotta start kicking stuff out there and put your name on it. Watermark your stuff for real. So that's too insane. It's too insane. We get stolen, you know, images even. So it's just crazy. It's Man, I've been yeah. There's so many that that there's so much of that that goes on is like uh, people don't watermark their stuff, I know. and they and they see it somewhere else, <laughs> and it's yeah. like then they have to go on their Facebook and go, all right, everybody go here and oh like re- gosh, report them and for stealing and all that, and and then you go to that thing and it's like the exact same thing but like maybe a little different color and it's like God, I know that's kind of like when people will bring something like to me or they'll send me a picture and say, can you make this for me? And I'm like, no, I will never do that <laughs> because they'll want you to make the exact thing. Mm. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. That's ripping off that other designer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's her design. I'm not going to do that. So but I'm like, Hey, but I got something else for you. <laughs> Just keep that business. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> the salesman kicked it. <laughs> no, but I got this. But I got something for you. <laughs> Something just go in the back. Like. <laughs> it's got a little something for you. Just go in the back, come out. <laughs> I'll use that. <laughs> I'll use that connection right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man, native artists are really killing it though. Oh yeah, in all aspects. I'm like, 
I'm, I'm so proud of us, to be honest. I'm mm-hmm. like, I never in my life thought I'd see this. It's pretty cool. It's crazy, yeah, to see. Because, like, growing up, I didn't see a lot of, like, representation mm-hmm. on anything. I mean, like, movies, but it was always, like, the old-timey Native American stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you're, I don't know. For me, it was always, like, uh, I didn't truly understand, like, what that was, I guess. I was like, oh, well, I guess that's me. But it's, I'm not in that, like, period of, like, living, like, but I guess that's how we live. But then it's, like, different tribes, different areas, yeah. and they're just kind of, like, generalizing, like, everybody <laughs> into the same thing. <laughs> I know. It's like, them, I know some of these people, Um, when we were talking about going to New York, I was like, remember, guys, some of these people think that we still live in teepees. Yeah. Like, they genuinely do. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I, uh. I have a story about something like that. I think it was in like California and we went to like some party or something and uh not with my brother. <laughs> that was when I was in college and we went to California for some I think it was Indio powwow, but we were like in um uh we we're somewhere on the beach by the beach and there's like this party going on and uh these people came up to us and we're just walking, like we're just hanging out and stuff. And these people came up to us and they're like speaking Spanish to us. And we're, uh-huh. we're like, Oh, we don't, we don't speak Spanish or whatever. And then they're like, so, and they said like, are you, you know, Latino? And then we said, no, you know, we're native American. And they're like, you guys are native American. And then I was like, yeah. And then my, me and my friends are like, I don't know, we thought we were messing around with us yeah. or something. And they said, like, oh. Then one of them said, like, I thought you guys are dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's rough. Like, for real. Like, they said that. And I was like, what? Like, Jeez. you know, because, like, I don't understand, like, how, like, other states, like, see natives. Like, yeah. you know, like, and then I moved to New Mexico. And it's, like, Diné people and um, mm. Hopis. And, like, it's the Southwest, you know. Yeah. And and then, like, California, that, that one dude said that. He said, Man, I thought you guys are all dead. Cool. And then we're like, no. <laughs> like, we still didn't know if he was messing with us. Yeah. And he said, like, well, do you guys, like, still live in teepees and stuff? Oh my gosh. And then we're like, I don't know. We just couldn't, like, it was so weird to hear, like, he was being so serious. Yeah. And we just, like, we're like, no. Like, we're, I mean, we're wearing, like, uh, Nike and we're stuff. Modernized. <laughs> we're in hats. We're in hats. <laughs> Snapbacks. <laughs> we're in famous <laughs> we're in dc <laughs> we're in pumas uh she's wearing them shorts got a gold chain on i don't know <laughs> turning your neck green <laughs> kind of gold chain. <laughs> oh but yeah he asked us that and he was like yeah you know like so you guys don't live in teepees? And we're like, oh no. Gosh, and then he just said, oh, where are you guys from? And then me and a couple of guys were from Oklahoma. And this, our friend was was from Canada. And then our two friends that we, were, we went to go see, they lived there in California. And he was like, so you're from all over. There's people all over. Like, it was so weird. And that it was like, crazy. and he was just like, well, it's nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to catch up. I'm like, I don't even know who you are. We'll never see you again. Yeah, hit me up when you come back. We'll see you later. 
see you bros later. That's so crazy. <laughs> but yeah, just like a few people. Like, it was three of them. And then, yeah, I don't know. I, we thought they were just fucking with us. Yeah. And we didn't know if we should fight them or not. <laughs> fight them or feel sorry for them. <laughs> fight them or educate them. <laughs> fight them or pray for them. <laughs> fight them or give them some cedar. I don't know. <laughs> gosh see that's kind of how um well that's how it was okay so when i lived in norman um i was a waitress at golden corral mm-hmm. and for a few years actually and um you know it's like a heavy hispanic population up there mm-hmm. and they used to just come in and speak spanish to me all the time and i got sick of it and so i was like i'm just gonna start wearing all my beaded jewelry on my wrist i had like a beaded watch and i was like had all my like just native jewelry on and still spoke spanish to me i was like dang it (laughs) (laughs) and then they went to i think one of them went to um like are you like polynesian or something i was like i was like norman has such a big native population what (laughs) i was like all right and then I I was having a hard time deciding if this was funny or offensive, but the, some of my coworkers used to call me like Hawaiian or something. And they were, I was like, well, I'm native. And they were like, Hawaiian's better. Like, oh my God. I think I was like, I think I was like 17 when this happened. And I just kind of was like, okay. Just kind of kept on with my business. But they were... um almost offended that you know like they couldn't guess what i was and i was like uh-huh. sorry guys <laughs> but like my whole family worked there literally like my two brothers my sister-in-law my mom all of us worked there mm-hmm. and so we were like the only natives that they ever knew like all of them and i'm like <laughs> damn <laughs> i know i was like geez all right so they we just, started learning spanish <laughs> they just lived there in that restaurant <laughs> we did <laughs> just family business <laughs> We did too. <laughs> After a while, we just ran the place. <laughs> but no, it was it was a good time. But yeah, we've gotten mistaken like that too, and kind of like natives. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you know, and um, I guess how you say native isn't it like Indio in Spanish or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what <clears throat> you have to like say to them. So mm-hmm. Indio, yeah, yeah. So that's what we used to. After a while, it was just like, Indio. Indio's <laughs> like, okay. You sure? And they were like, are you sure about that? Just kept speaking to his Spanish. So was like, okay. We started learning it anyway. <laughs> so it was a good time, though. Those were some of the best people. They were fun to work with. They didn't know our, you know, they didn't know how to identify us. But it was cool. <laughs> it was good times. I know when I worked at uh, the casino... I've had that where somebody asked me, like, I don't know, like, I think we were on, like, pool team or something, and I was security, and this one guy kept, like, staring at me, and, like, he kept looking at me, and then he'd, like, look away whenever I'd catch him, and then finally, like, I think I said, like, so, you want to ask me something or anything? <laughs> and he was like, uh... Are you Pacific Islander? <laughs> That's what he asked me. Because I was a lot, I was a lot bigger back then, and then and then like he was like he asked me that, and I said uh, no, and he said he he asked that too. He said, "Are you sure?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like Pacific Islander." He's like, "You're not from Hawaii." I was like, "Have you seen me in Hawaii or something?" 
He was like, no, you just look like you're from Hawaii. Like, I was like, no, I'm not from Hawaii. I'm from here. From Pawnee. Dang. From a small town. (laughs) Oh, my God. That reminds me. I forgot. They called my brother. Called my brother, and he's like, he's like six foot, and he's he's a heavier set guy. And they used to be like, "Are you related to that big Samoan guy?" <laughs> yeah, like, people would think I'm Samoan too. It's <laughs> like that big Samoan guy at the front. I was like, "That's my brother. We're native." <laughs> I totally forgot about that. So he said that. So. Oh man, I'm like, we got called everything, <laughs> everything but Indio. <laughs> So it was it was a good time though. I felt like that was a reoccurring argument between us and them. We was like, gee, so y'all about every day. <laughs> Those good times though. See, I was definitely a waitress. So <laughs> best times. <laughs> oh man. Time. <clears throat> yeah, I've had people say like, "Are you sh- like, you look Samoan." But they know like I'm native or whatever. But it's just like you look Samoan, you, you look know, because you're like heavy set and tall. Yeah. I was like, no, like, I mean, it'd be cool to be Samoan. Like, it would be cool. Yeah, but, but no. Be nice, but no. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I forgot all about that. That's so funny. <laughs> just get mistaken all the time. Or ask if we're still alive. Oh my god. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. Oh man. I heard people used to say that in like New York too. See, that's what I'm thinking. I had a I heard a story like like the one we had in California cuz I think we told somebody and they're like from around that area or something and uh they're like, "Yeah, people ask people like native people all the time too. Like like we thought you're dead or like we thought yeah. you just live like in that wild west, like yeah. I guess down south or some shit." Yeah. And it's like no, we're still here. Just still, still hanging here, out. Still chilling. Just mainstream now. <laughs> Just barely tradition anymore. <laughs> nope, y'all about wiped us out. <laughs> still here. No, I told my team, though, I was like, guys, I said, let's try our best not to get offended. Mm. I said, because they might really genuinely not know. Yeah. Like that we're, you know. We have electricity. We do stuff like normally. So, mm-hmm. but I think um, Kwana Chasing Horse is definitely leading the way Ooh. in the fashion industry mm-hmm. and that. So, I think that's cool. She's really bringing awareness to that. So, yeah, <laughs> that we're not. You know, we're obviously still here. That we so. have AC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> got AC. Got Wi-Fi. <laughs> got <a> TV. <laughs> Just got chargers. <laughs> Sorry, COVID Mike over here. <laughs> you no. test her yet? No. <laughs> Just waiting on that chest over here. <laughs> waiting on the COVID test. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> when was your first like fashion show? My first one was well, it was the my first real official one. I guess I helped with that one in March 2018. Um with that designer um i did i sold a lot of her stuff um kind of like the night before like i think i started working with her for about a month before 
fashion week mm. and then that ever since then i've just been behind the scenes of every fashion show mm. i've never been in the audience before <laughs> the first time i'm going to be in the audience is like this sunday supporting my friends so i'm excited about that one mm. that's uh the international women's day fashion show or something like that and then i'm going to go to the teton fashion show in uh at the fam in okc oh yeah but i'm just going to go support my friends though i'm really excited i've never sat in the audience used to being so stressed out <laughs> Fashion shows are really stressful for me. To probably call you up there. Oh, God. I know. Well, I already have one of them. She runs one of the fashion shows, and she's, like, messaging me, asking me, like, last-minute questions. And I'm like, God, I'm just going to have to go backstage. It's <laughs> like, I know it. I know I'm going to have to go backstage. Better not wear heels. <laughs> so. I bought a ticket. I'm right here. Like, nope. Nope. <laughs> what is that off of? Uh, have you ever seen Coyote Ugly? Long time ago. Oh my gosh. You know how like Tyra Banks is like, she doesn't have to work at the Coyote Ugly Bar anymore because she went to like law school. And then at the mm. end of the movie, they bring her back in and she's like, nope, I'm a paying yeah. customer. <laughs> Don't bring me back up there. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do with my ticket. <laughs> with my emails, have my phone up. <laughs> paying customer. Well, screenshot of that confirmation. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going backstage. Don't do it. <laughs> So that's some of my most stressful times, <laughs> fashion shows. <laughs> but I love it. It's that sacrifice. <laughs> that mental health sacrifice. <sighs> it's too crazy. It's way too crazy for me sometimes. How'd that one at Bay Congo? It went really good. Yeah. It actually went really like smooth. Um, the show did, but of course backstage was chaos. Mm. That's when I learned how to be a sound engineer. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I straight up picked up. I had to pick that up that day because we didn't have anybody to mess with sound. So I was in there like doing sound checks and shit. I was like, I don't do this. I don't know how to do this. So I'm like downstairs managing all the models and I didn't put anything in that show. I didn't do no uh, collection or anything. It was just like a fundraiser. So Mm -hmm. um, I was letting everybody else kind of do their thing. And then um, they were like, oh, well, we need you to do... uh, you know, the sound. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about the sound. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to do that stuff. I'm just going to play stuff off YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally played like, I think it was like low fee, low five beats mm. or whatever. You know how they play for like hours? Yeah. Literally played one beat for every single designer. I felt bad. <laughs> so I didn't have nothing. I didn't know how to mess with it. <laughs> it was good stuff though. It was fun though. It was a beautiful show. I heard it was really beautiful from like the audience. It's mm. probably one of my favorite like venues because we did it in the chapel. Oh really? Yeah. And they have that like red stained glass. So it was really pretty. And it was the middle of the day, so it was really it was fun. Damn. <coughs> yeah. I would have liked to go to that one. Had some stuff come up, but <clears throat> I was looking forward to it, but dang, I was like, I don't know. But from yeah. the pictures, I seen some pictures and it looked really uh successful. It was really a lot of fun. It was really fun. But um I guess what it was supposed to be for, you know, is it was fun. But it was, you know, MMIW, mm-hmm. you know, uh awareness. Um it was really like actually kind of emotional. People cried. Mm. Um and like I was like trying not to cry, you know, just at my laptop. And um 
but I kind of like seeing people just kind of like wiping tears because we did a memorial walk and what we did is had all the models carry, um, you know, a missing poster mm. and it was of real people. We had the Oklahoma city, uh, MMIW chapter come down and they brought all their posters and all their drawings of people, uh, that they have from their community. And it was so like just emotional. It was crazy. And so, um, they all walked the runway with them and it was just like really cool because it also paid um, like a tribute to modeling in general because um, when you wear all black and stuff, that's what you go to audition for and modeling. And they took all of their everything off and just put down, put on their blacks and carried those posters. You know, they were just strictly models with no designs on or anything, but they were, their design was the, the missing posters. Mm-hmm. So it was really, it was really emotional. We did that three times during the show. Oh, wow. So it was really, it was really nice though. I really felt good about that one because we wanted to highlight that for sure. So how many designers were there? There was seven, seven. Yeah. I didn't even expect that many. There was a lot of them that, um, there was a lot of them that actually auditioned and, uh, we had to cut it down just because there was so many people that wanted to be involved in it. So, mm-hmm. But it was really, it was a beautiful show. So all the designers were good. Everything was good. I was happy that nobody had like too much pushback on anything because, you know, it can be stressful backstage. Um, Runway fashion is like a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like really stressful backstage, but it went good for the most part. So I was really proud of it. Yeah. Especially being my first project out of my previous project. Mm -hmm. It went really good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> oh God. No. Is it ew? Ew. Yeah. It was a good time. Though. That's good though. Yeah. yeah. Bacon, man. Aren't you supposed to have another one too? Uh, that's the one I'm going to on Sunday. Oh yeah, it's, that's right. Yeah, but it's not. It's not technically theirs, but they're involved with it. So whatever, I think whatever proceeds they get is going to Bacon. Oh, okay. Just kind of like a little bit adds up, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, you know, for their repairs in the classrooms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's an unfortunate um, situation. But, you know, we tried to help as much as we could. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Well, you're still here. Still here. <laughs> Natives are still here. Still no, here. I'm just hanging kidding. out. <laughs> hanging out with our fanny back. <laughs> what uh so you said you have June and then September. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything before that coming up and then maybe after that? Um, so the next fashion show that I'm doing that I'm participating in is in uh, June and that is um, NWA Fashion Week mm-hmm. that Interform is doing and that's mainstream. Um, I actually I actually get to close out the show on the opening night, so that's going to be a really good thing. And then in July, I actually recently got um, asked to help with another fashion show in Katusa. So mm-hmm. um, I don't really have details on that yet. We're supposed to have our meeting next week, mm-hmm. and then um, September is where New York New York Fashion Week is going to come up. Um for the most part, you know, it's everything's just kind of falling in between that as far as like workshops and stuff. Oh yeah, the yeah. workshops. Okay. Yeah, so and those are we're still trying to lock down those dates. 
but um you know like the first half of my year is pretty booked Mm -hmm. and then i think the second half of my year i'm just doing new york fashion week so far Mm um you know kind of might rest at the end of the year yeah because it's just been so crazy like literally from january till now yeah yeah it's crazy a well-deserved rest yep it's coming up (laughs) but it's like i don't rest though i rest but i don't Mm -hmm. you know i rest from that previous project but i keep going on other stuff Mm -hmm. i'll pick it up (laughs) so i'm like oh Where's the NWA one one at? Uh, that's when I think it's gonna be in Bentonville. Oh at yeah, the, Arkansas. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. At the momentary, so it's at a really cool museum. It's really um, cool. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. <coughs> so yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, probably cut it right here. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you had like any more, I don't know. Last words. Words. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Said any last words. <laughs> Said y'all get tested. No, that's my last words. Said y'all get tested and take it off. <laughs> Walk out the door. <laughs> Psych. No. Go up. Leave. Just get up and go. Never see you again. <laughs> like that guy in California. <laughs> Hit me up when y'all are around here again. <laughs> All right. Okay, sir. (laughs) Find me. (laughs) All right, just find me sometime. (laughs) No. Um, I don't really have anything else to say, except I'm just, like, really appreciative of uh, the community that we created. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to keep building on that, and hopefully, you know, people will get more involved and get out of their shell and, you know, come out to the workshops. I think we're going to have a really good time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Are those free? They actually are at a small cost, though. Okay. You know, that's just kind of for our time and gas and yeah. stuff like that. So um, lots of information. Um, we've had, you know, like I said, so many people ask how to get involved. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where we're starting is how to get involved right there. So Cool. Yeah. Well, I like to go to the one here in Tulsa. So. Yeah. yeah. Come check it out. You can just like come see it. I'm annoy it's everybody. Cool. Hey, no. <laughs> I'm cough on everybody. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> she did this. You're just gonna walk around with your microphone. This one. That one. <laughs> this COVID mic. <laughs> just walk around. <laughs> Not even plugged up anywhere. <laughs> just gonna, just gonna touch their face. Hey, where are you from? <laughs> You having a good time? <laughs> what do you think so far? <laughs> you learning stuff? <laughs> What'd you learn so far? <laughs> God, it's all up rough. in their face. <laughs> this was fun. I know. This yeah. was fun just chilling here. Yeah. Just See, you're nervous for nothing. I know. I was really walk or I was really like Came in crying. Here. I know. <laughs> Came in shaking. <laughs> just clenched up. Hiding. <laughs> And sweating, sweating, just scared to talk. <laughs> just wasn't breaking no silence. <laughs> just kept looking down at the table. Just looking at your walls. Just looking at your thumbs. <laughs> Waiting for y'all to talk. <laughs> I did too. It's a nice place. <laughs> like your dog. Cool dog. <laughs> 
asking all the names, <laughs> the age of your dog. <laughs> what breed is that? <laughs> I almost did too. <laughs> I almost asked that too. Is that a specific breed? <laughs> I was really like, how old is she? <laughs> she or him? She or him? <laughs> or they? <laughs> No, no, yeah, I was. I was nervous on the way up here. I was like, I can't talk about myself for like over an hour. What do I say about myself? And then my husband was like, Don't be too professional. You're too cringy. Dang. I was like, All right. See, he tells me how it is. So uh, it's real about it. So it's good stuff. You gotta have that person in your life. See, fun, we just hung out, yeah. got to talk, chill, learned about my dog, and <laughs> no, just got to know your dog. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but tell everybody where to follow you and keep up with you. So, on Instagram, it's Alan Wonderland, that's A L Y N Wonderland, all one word, and then on Facebook, it is A L Y N Wonderland Studio. And then, um, I ain't going to tell my Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or I let it out. <laughs> and then also follow on Facebook, Oklahoma Indigenous Arts and Fashion Collective. That's where we post as a group. Um, just like our entire like team and stuff. Um, that's where we'll post everything about the workshops. So, yeah. Get a website. Oh, yes. It's Alan Wonderland, A-L-Y-N Wonderland dot shop s-h-o-p oh yeah okay well everybody go follow her keep up with her hit up these workshops learn the business learn to audition mm-hmm. for yeah modeling jobs and everything so it's great what you're doing you know and i uh appreciate you coming here thank you for coming making time and um keep going you know i'm eager to see where you continue to grow and go throughout the u.s you know see you fly you know i'm driving no just take your keys driving underwater to france driving on a ferry (laughs) drive all the way to alaska ride a short ride short boat ride to (laughs) russia Or however it goes. <laughs> we, we don't fly. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> but yeah, everybody go follow her, keep up with her. Um and follow Okie Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe to it. Uh at Okie Podcast on Instagram. Follow my personal at Russellmus forty nine. Uh Russell Sunny go on Facebook. Check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation podcast where you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, at Reservation underscore Mysteries. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and Okie Podcast and Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation episodes are available on okiepodcast.com. So go check that out and check out the Turtle Island Boys where you listen to podcasts. And I think that's it. So... I feel like I had an announcement to make, but I forgot. Anyways, till next time, everybody. Peace. Peace.